Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. Apparently, no one ever told Andrea Abbott that we can't do it all. She is a wife, mom, TV writer, and founder of the nonprofit Acts of Kindness LA, who happens to run a free drug rehab program in her backyard. Find out what keeps her fueled in this episode of the Kindness Podcast. Andrea, first things first, will you please tell me where you got the idea to write Young and Hungry? What a delightful program. Oh, thank you. Well, it, I I write on it, but I did not create it. I um, worked with my best friend, David Holden, who uh, created it. And uh, we got the idea from a, a actual person whose life, uh, who lives in San Francisco and is a, um, you know, started her own little chef business and then we just let our imaginations go wild she didn't do any of those things and she was much more professional than what we wrote but it was based on a woman's life that lives in san francisco how cool do you have anything else in the works yeah. oh yes i have a wonderful show um at that's at disney plus right now and you know when you write you're always waiting to hear the pickup but anyway i sold them a show and i'm waiting to see if it's going to be greenlit to be made and it's a really cool show about a black family that is fostering three children and i really wanted to do it to show uh because i had um when i was young i had uh been assisted by a black family um when my family was uh, kind of falling apart and i went into the foster system myself and i found that most of the families in it that i was interfacing with were black and raising children of all colors so this is about such a family and it's such a positive message and it's really hysterical so i'm hoping it goes forward i'm hoping to hear this week (laughs) Ooh, good awesome well we will look forward to that Yes, the Sanders. The Sanders is the name of it. Okay, very cool. Yes, yes. It seems to me you believe in starting in your own backyard when it comes to kindness (laughs) and uh, like quite literally in your own backyard. Tell us about your rehab program. Well, yeah, and you remind me of that quote. What was that quote Judy Garland said? You know, um, if you're looking for something and is it in your own backyard, then you really haven't lost it at all. Didn't she say something like that in The Wizard of Oz? <laughs> but anyway, I have a beautiful backyard these days. I um, had some drug addiction in my family, and uh, I thought, and I had tried some various, uh, you know, rehab programs. They're very expensive, and and I and they all have, you know, certain success rates and all. But I just thought I care about this person more than any person I can pay to. And I'm going to see if I can't get them on the right path myself. So I had, um, there's a, you know, I was kind of fueled by two quotes. I'm kind of a quote-aholic. I love quotes. But um, there's a quote I love, and they always say anonymous, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. put out anonymously. But um, it's, you know, it says, evil prosper when men of goodwill do nothing. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you've heard a version of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... I'm a person of goodwill. And then there's a, a quote from L. Ron Hubbard called, um, production is the key to morale. So I thought production is the key to morale. So I thought, wonder if I can't get this particular first person to just start working. You know, but drug addicts aren't known for their labor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
they're mostly manipulating people and trying to get drugs and kind of stuck in this cycle of addiction. And so I just thought, we're going to plant some trees back here and you're going to help me. And we planted some kumquat trees. And then I started acknowledging him. I was like, wow, look what you did. That looks amazing. Blah, blah. You know, and I want to put some flowers in the very back against the wall. Okay, let's do that. And I saw that there, when, when he was focused on doing work, he wasn't complaining and going through all this stuff of, that he was normally saying about, you know, how terrible his life is and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So then I just thought, we're going to hit this running. And we restuccoed walls and repainted and dug out a jacuzzi and kept digging to put in a pool. We, <laughs> we dug out the, 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 I mean, we just kept going and going. I wish I had a before and after of my backyard because I've had seven addicts now work on it and um and all going staying here and going through this free little program i do of kind of working their way out of their problems through actually working and doing things they could look at at the end of the day and be proud of Mm -hmm. and that's my basically my program plus i surround them by myself you know i mean they don't have friends coming over they're not leaving and going off in a car we're not being on our cell phones there's none of that Mm -hmm. we're eating we're talking and we're working and we're getting a lot done and we can say and we can be very proud of that work Mm -hmm. and and i saw people's morale go up i saw the morale shift and I thought, wow, I'm on to something. And I have been. I have been doing this for like five years, a um, little over. And, you know, I, this is not my livelihood, as you know. And, and I was very on the side. Uh-oh. Sorry about that, Nicole. Um, it's okay. I didn't hear anything. Very on the side thing. But I, I have um, seven people who no longer use drugs that were under my watch wow. and have doing successful lives, all of them, every one of them, every one of them. So that seems risky, though. I mean, you are inviting someone who has a history of manipulation because of the drug abuse uh, Mm -hmm. into your home. And so any moment, any morning, you could have woken up and everything's gone. You know, your, your things would be or your money or whatever, or just a, a fit of rage because they really need to use. Did you did you not have any consideration or fear of that? Um, not really. No, I know. <laughs> I love it. People are going, he's crazy. No, you know what I have a fear of? I do have fears, but my main fear is of people that, you know, the people that don't need help, if they never help the people that do need help, I feel like we're just going to live in a society where there's a bunch of people doing good and there's a bunch of people doing terrible and that's that gap is going to widen more and more. I feel like that is how it is today and that gap will go more and more and what is the future going to bring? So I also feel that, well, first of all, Nicole, um, I had a drug problem when I was young. So I'm aware of what goes through a person's mind. And I also, I mean, I had a big drug problem mm-hmm. in the 70s mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was a young girl. Uh, and somebody helped me. And 
that I was easy to change. I, I, I was a liar. I was a manipulator. I was all those things. I mean, I didn't strong arm anybody and I, you know, but, uh, but I was, when somebody showed me a way to change and I was looking for change, that's a, a requirement, as you know, for anything to work that someone wants to change or has an interest in it. Um, I was easy to switch around. I was a lot of work, but I wasn't, um, I didn't ever try to harm the people that were helping me. I never turned on that. Mm-hmm. I was re- able to recognize help and men of goodwill, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm just going on that. And now, of course, I'm dealing with prisoners and stuff. I, I didn't mention that, but most of my people are, mm-hmm. you know, I've come from prison, but, um, uh, but they're wonderful. But, and I only do one at a time, but I just, I don't know. I just, I, I'm just going with my gut. I feel like they're good people um, each one of them. And, uh, I know what it's like to want to improve your life. And I feel like when I'm, you know, whenever that day is that I'm on my deathbed, that no matter how many shows I've written or cars I've bought or, or whatever, I've left my kids, I think I will be happiest or proudest of, um, things I've done on the side that were helpful, people that I've helped that I didn't have mm-hmm. to help, you know, people that I, put my hand out for, stuck my neck out for, as they say. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it makes sense that because of the fact that someone helped you at one point, that that this would be close to your heart to continue to help somebody else. But you also, yes. you work also with uh, a nonprofit that you started called Acts of Kindness LA. Does that fit in yeah. at all with the rehab or is that a completely separate <laughs> No, that's a completely separate thing. That's raising money to help, um, you know, impoverished schools here and do random acts of kindness for school kids. But no, that's another thing. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm into help. I'm a, I'm really into help. So, I no, love I have that. a few things. Um, but you know, I heard this guy on the radio when I was getting ready for work, Ryan Seacrest. I don't know. If, oh yeah. But anyway, he's a. Oh yeah. Okay. So Ryan Seacrest had this. Uh, giveaway during Christmas time about five or six years ago. Oh gosh, th- yeah, six years ago. About where if you call in, um, they'll pay your bills or something like that. So this lady called in. It was around Christmas time, and she was a school teacher, single mother, and she was saying that for Christmas she was going to take her two daughters and go work in a homeless shelter because she couldn't um, afford to get them anything because of, you know, the bills and this and that. It's very expensive living in LA and, you know, teachers don't make a lot. And, um, and so he paid, you know, he gave her like $500 or something like that. And she was so excited. So I thought I'm, (laughs) I'm going to call up some of our schools that are in areas that I don't think they're paid as much and who might need help. And so I, I got a list of um, teachers mostly from Compton High and um, uh, another uh, a school in uh, in Inglewood. And they had some, uh, you know, they had like 10 or 12 teachers in each school. And I went around and I gave $200 to each single mother that was a teacher or an administrator there had been there a long time. Oh. And you would have thought I was handing out kidneys. People were so... Oh. So blown over, and I I saw with my own eyes how much difference this two hundred dollars made, and I just so then I just kept doing that because mm-hmm. um, yeah. 
because I was a single mom. You know, I'm happily married now, uh, but uh, fourth time, Nicole. <laughs> it takes a little while to I'm stick sometimes, but, you know, then you have a lot, a lot of compassion for other people, right? I really do. I don't know how you cannot. I don't want to ever not. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know how you cannot. Don't I knew you obviously are there, but I do have a lot of compassion for people because there are a lot of people trying their best. And you know, there's 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 everybody has, you know, some people help with dogs, some people um do various things and and all of it's very valuable, but I thought I was inspired by Ryan Seacrest on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then by my own drug addiction and the help that I got to help others in need. And I feel like, don't you, I don't know how it is where you live, but I feel like drugs are the menace of society. Oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. You, right? Absolutely. If, if I had a magic wand and you could say, can you rid the world of one thing? Well, I think I would rid it of violence. But right underneath violence, if you could just, you know, wave it. And you yeah. could get drugs gone. Yeah. yeah, I would be. I think the world would just jump up in improvement. And so many people would be better. So, I think sometimes those, oh. those addictions and the drugs and 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 alcohol come from a place of of in in kids or young people who can't cast a vision for themselves of a brighter future. And I see you doing that through. Uh, your Acts of Kindness LA program. Talk about talk oh. about how you, you know, you had a, um, a writing contest and you you took yeah. the kids somewhere special. I mean, that's casting a vision, and and to me, that's also improving this addiction rate. So talk about those things. Well, you know, when I was young, I lived in Fresno, California, and it's a, a farming community, and you know, lots of other things. But basically, I was only exposed to people who were farmers <laughs> mm-hmm. and, you know, accountants and things that didn't really wet my whistle. Um, I knew I didn't want to be any of those things. And um, and so I didn't know of anything else. And I came to college at UCLA and I came at an early enough age um, that I then finally found the area I was supposed to be in. But I thought, here we, here I live in Los Angeles, which is the entertainment capital of the world. There's, you know, this is the home. This is the industry. For every TV show you see, yeah. let's say Young and Hungry as an example, you know, you see seven or eight actors that are there every week and all the guest stars. But there's directors, there's assistant directors, there's about 300 people working on each show that you see on television, hmm. all paid well. Someone that's buying the props that, you know, oh, she grabs this mug. Oh, she leaves her purse there. You know, she, she what is her, what does her apartment look like? What is, you know, what does his place look like? There's people that design those. There's prop people that are putting props there for every episode and replacing the props after every scene. There's teamsters that drive the, the stuff around. There's guys that paint the apartments and, and, just there's the clothing people that go shopping and buy all the clothes for everybody and try them on and then show the producers what everybody's going to look like on a board so you can see how everybody will be. This is what they're all wearing. These are the color palettes. I mean, there's acting coaches. There's so many people involved in each TV show. And so I thought, why don't I go to these high schools that I've got an in in that I've kind of built a relationship with, which with my with my um, single mother uh 
help flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, one of the teachers invited me to teach in her English class. And we had so much fun. I was teaching acting and writing. And I would bring someone in each time I come from our show to talk about their profession. And then I would have a writing contest. And at the end, you know, give prizes um, to each person. And the, but at the end of the at the end of the school year, we would all go in buses to be the audience at Young and Hungry, and so they could, you know, and I would get them to talk to the stars up close, so that you could kind of envision there's something else here. There's like this whole part of L.A. that's right here, and is a very happening, industrious part of our town that you could. You know, if it appeals to you, there's there's something there for you. And you could see people that look just like you doing jobs that you could do. Mm-hmm. And that would be fun and inspiring. And I don't just thought that would be, I would have loved that if I was sitting in school in Fresno right. and they had someone come in. I'd be like, what? Where do I go for that? Yes. Yes. Sign me up, right? You know? It is. It's about casting. Yeah, it's it's about casting a vision. So people know that there's something that they can do or hope for or work toward, uh, that there's an alternative, perhaps to the the negativity that they're seeing in their life. I just think that's awesome that you're doing that. So awesome. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, as I said, before we started, what I love about your show is that you are connecting up people that are trying to do that in every walk of life. And I really don't think, I mean, I know the news exposes us to so much negativity, but where I go, um, any place I've gone to, I don't see it. I don't see it. I mean, yes, there's homeless people. We have a lot of homeless people and I, and that's a plight that we need to handle. But, you know, when I'm driving down the street, when I'm in a restaurant, when I go to Denny's, I see people of all colors working together, being together, and I feel like we've got such workable cities, and there's so many great people that are that are being kind and doing their part for their families. And the news just focuses on anybody that, you know, whatever horrible thing has happened, but not all the millions of great things that are also going on that mm-hmm. outweigh the bad by a billion to one. Exactly. So, you know, so I feel like it's important to highlight those things because I don't think life is as bad as they make it sound. I totally agree. my life hasn't been. Yeah. Well, and people will say to me, oh, there's just so many bad things happening. And, you know, I absolutely believe that the good outweighs the bad. We just don't (laughs) talk about the good as often. So, you know, that's that's what keeps me going. when When you're driving down the street, and you're just driving, you know, which we do a lot in LA. You're driving on the highway. You're you're on the highway with thousands of people, all of them going to their jobs, all or their families, or visiting somebody, you know. And they're all driving. Nobody's drunk. Nobody, you know, they're all driving straight. They're all in their lanes. They're all paying taxes. They all have nice cars. Nobody focuses on all those people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're, we're not focusing on all this, but they're all helping us because they're all doing their part. Yeah. And yeah. yet. They're just like, oh, yeah, that's not there. Let's focus on this one guy. Look what he did to his ex-wife. And like, oh, my God, people are so scary. Yeah. But the majority of us are all doing our part, and and, uh, and I believe that very much. And I also wanted just to say that even with the, the ex-criminals that I have worked with, which are only um, one, two, three, four, 
four and the oh no five uh and the others have not you know been incarcerated um lovely people mm-hmm. <laughs> truly I'm, I'm right now having my bathroom remodeled uh on the second floor and um i'm using a crew that was um recommended to me by one of the guys that came through my program who had 11 felonies mm-hmm. all drugs related you know the drugs mm-hmm. drugs are a felony so and yet turned out to be such a great guy, has his own company, um, has several companies now, and all doing well in pest control and home repair. And so then he was too busy to, I was, I was going to have him, one of his guys come, and then he said, no, how about this guy, Bob, who I haven't really met yet because he's out there. He's working, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Working in the bathroom. And, and yes. I I I know when you give people a second chance, how much they appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I almost think, like they say, doctors say. Um, I don't they haven't verified it, but I've heard this many times that when you break a bone and it resets, that that particular bone is stronger. Mm-hmm. I've um, heard that, yeah. and I feel like people that have <clears throat> had some kind of fracture in their life and met, wanted to mend it and mend it are stronger. Mm-hmm. Are stronger. And, I see uh, that yeah. through you, even Andrea. Like uh, the things in your life that have been broken, you have come through stronger and more determined to help others. And I just thank you so much for the light that you're adding to our world. Oh, thank you, Nicole. I appreciate it. It is my honor. It's a. It's been very, very fun. You know, since I've said a lot of quotes. Um, I have this quote that I so much love from the Dalai Lama that I said at my mom's funeral. Um, uh, he's, it, you probably know it, but he says, uh, practice kindness whenever possible. It is always possible. That's right. That's right. Thank you, Andrea, so much for talking with us today and giving us such, such hope and renewed inspiration. Oh, yes. There's a lot of us out here, Nicole, and you're connecting us up and it's very exciting. Learn more about Andrea Abbott and her rehab and kindness work at actsofkindnessla.net. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, please spread some kindness in the review section. Kindness.